Santiago. I'm here with my friend Rosemary for the second episode of The Stories Around Us. Rosemary, her and I met back in middle school in seventh grade. It was towards the end of seventh grade, I remember. It's so funny <laughs> that she, she... How was it? How was it? Help me out here. You texted me because I know a mutual friend of ours. Not texted. Was it? You met me in, on, in the hallway. For sure, in the hallway. And a, a mutual friend had a crush on on me. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know what's up with middle schoolers, but Rosemary was like, "All right, I'll I'll go say hi to him, or I'll try to get his number for you." I don't know what it was. That was between them. Maybe she'll she'll remember. But that's when her and I met. Towards the end of seventh grade, we talked a little bit in the summer going into eighth grade. And then eighth grade is when her and I be- started becoming closer friends. Yes. So, do you remember? How? Well, we became closer, I think, because we were in the same math class. Do you remember? Yeah, with, I don't with I Rogers. I remember her name. I think it was. Rogers. She was crazy. And I remember we sat next to each other. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, what are the odds sitting next to you? And I don't know. I guess we became really close since then. This. I remember specifically because I was like, "This girl's smart." I think I think I realized you were smart when you memorized. What was it? What was it? It was the the pie. I don't know how many digits, but you memorized like fifteen digits. Do you still remember them? <laughs> right now, probably not. I had to do that though for pre-calc, but I've not used it since then. Three 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 point one four one five nine six two four. Somebody check me on that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, I think. All right, so that's how Rose and I met. We've been friends ever since then. So how old were we? About, well, when seventh grade, we were, I was what? How old were we in seventh grade? Two, I'm right now 21. That must have been in the year of 2010. Well, was it 2010? Wait, so it's my third year in college. Let's quick, see, let's see. quick maths. Six minus seven, so twenty twenty one minus I'm twenty one minus seven is fourteen. Yes. Yeah. So we are on thirteen and fourteen. Thirteen fourteen. So we've been friends for more than eight years, more than seven years. Yeah. Well, they say if you're friends with somebody for longer than seven, then you'll be friends for life. So maybe we'll we'll Probably. see. Probably. We will be. I'm excited for that. <laughs> um, but yeah. She um has become one of my closest friends, definitely my best friend, and I'm happy for you guys to hear from her. So this is Rosemary. I'm happy to be here. All right, Rose. So talk to me a little bit about your let's let's start at the beginning, right? Okay. Childhood. How was that? How was your childhood growing up? I'm not gonna lie, my childhood was probably I think it was one of the best. Back then, when I was, like, younger, I had my whole family here. My mom's siblings were here. My dad only has one sibling here, uh, his sister. So we were all pretty close. Christmases, basically almost every holiday, we always had, like, a group of 10 to 15 people. But as I got older, people just kept, like, going away because of, I guess, their immigration status. Mm. Somehow they uh, got deported back or they just had to leave because of economic reasons. And I guess that affected me, but my mom and dad always made me live in, like, they always made made sure that it never, I never, like, did not have something that I didn't want, or they pretty much spoiled me, I guess, throughout my whole childhood, and I was very involved with soccer, so that kept me very busy. I have lots of cousins, too, here in, in Georgia, so every weekend we'd go to a family party, hang out with my cousins, play soccer. I guess that's how my uh, love for soccer actually came to because all my I had a lot of guy cousins so they all played soccer and we'd always uh, go to soccer like indoor silverbacks and play there. Um, also, I guess during the summer, my mom, my mom and dad have always been very hardworking. When I was little, I. We never really went out to restaurants out to eat. At first, I'd be like, when I was little, I'd be like, dang, my parents are so cheap. 
how come I don't get to like go out to eat just like everyone else? Then you grow up and notice all the bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And then um, now that I'm older, I'm realizing that my parents actually did it because they were um, investing money, I guess. In what like, were they investing in? They were uh, buying properties, buying houses. They bought land in Peru. They have lots of land in Peru that they've sold. For example, one of them, I think they bought it for like 10, 10 grand. And they sold it for like triple the amount, like 40, 50 grand. So they got that. They got really into doing that because of how much property they they bought back then when I was little. And I, I didn't know all about that until now that I'm older. I'm realizing that I go to UGA right now and they pay for my apartment. They pay for my car. They pay for all these things. And many people assume that I'm rich when they see my car and when they go to my apartment. But that's not correct just because uh, my parents have been very well with money. When I was younger, they'd... Uh, like I said, they'd buy properties, they bought another house, they rent that out. So they were smart with their money. For yeah. sure. You don't have to be filthy rich to know how to handle money. I think financial literacy is a big thing that everybody should learn. That's all. agree. A little nugget you guys can take away from this podcast today is if you learn anything, whether... You're trying to be a doctor, trying to be a nurse, trying to be a teacher. Whatever career you pursue, educate yourself financially. Because yeah. that's what's going to make sure you don't lose the money that you, keep, that you make. Alright, so you, let's, you had a pretty, I'll say, happy childhood. Yeah, for sure. Say. That's good. Your parents, they, they, I know them personally. They, they love her to death. So, and they're very very caring and for <laughs> her mom makes the best Peruvian food I, I haven't really had you know much experience with Peruvian food besides her mom's food <laughs> so I don't have anything to judge it off of but it is delicioso like yeah. hands down I go every single time I get the chance to so Talk to me a little more, a little bit more about your parents, because I feel like they've really helped shape who you are today. Yes. Um, so my parents are from Peru, and I try to go there in the summer every two years. My parents, I guess, my mom actually, she when she was little, she suffered through a lot. She had a stepdad, probably two or three stepdads, and um, back then, I guess. People were more violent. So in Peru, there's this thing called machismo. How do you say that in English? Machismo is uh, like masochism. Yeah. Like if you're a masochist, yeah. So there was a lot of that. My mom and her sister actually lived with their mom back then and would see how that, how the, the male dominance between my grandmother and his husband, there was a lot of that. My mom could not stand that, so she left her house. I think at 11, she moved out with her sister. 11 years old? Yeah. At 11, she moved out. And then her dad was, you know, a typical, I guess, he would always go out to bars, I guess, on the weekend. He was a part of, I guess back then, he was kind of like, let's say, the president of, like, a small little uh, city in Peru. Mm -hmm. And he had a lot of money, and my mom was always, my mom learned how to cook since 12 uh, my mom definitely perfected that <laughs> yeah so since she's been able to cook clean basically do it all like now that she does as a mom she learned at 12 13 because she was kind of forced to yeah so, i feel like that's how it is in a lot of hispanic yeah hispanic well not just hispanic culture i don't want to exclude anybody we're just hispanic so it makes it a little easier to relate to but in other sure. cultures you really especially the the, the females because that you know, even in today's world, it's still very uh, a man's world, I guess, in foreign countries. But the woman is still expected to do the woman roles that society has placed upon them. So they learn how to cook and clean at a very young age because they do most of the work, honestly, when, yeah. when it comes to the household. So Yeah. So um, my mom would... Every week, I guess, she'd switch off. She'd live with her aunts. So her mother's Las siblings. Yes. 
Yeah. So she would switch off every week with them just because she couldn't live with her mom. And she was basically raised by all of them. So that's why my mom's kind of thankful for all of them. Her and her sister were raised by all of them. And I feel like that made my mom be the person she is today. Like, she didn't want that kind of life for me. So she made sure that I'd... She'd always have, like... She'd always promise herself when she was little she was not going to get divorced. She was not going to get separated. The one guy she would be with, she'd be forever. And so she met my dad, again. I think, at 14. 14? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then um, that was her first boyfriend. That is goals. Right. Can't relate. <laughs> Pobre Santi. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, in Peru, it was pretty, it was pretty rough. My, my dad saw how my mom went through a lot of things. I guess they were kind of on and off, but my mom never went to someone else. My dad was more like the cool person that skipped school, ditched school. He was mm. not a school person, I guess. Your dad's real chill. Yeah, my dad was. Dad's a cool guy. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Again, Luis. Luis. My dad's name is Luis. My mom's name is Jessica. So I guess after that, my mom was offered the opportunity to come to the U.S. by one of her aunts. So she came here at the age of 17. She said it took her about six months to get here. And my dad, he couldn't come yet because he didn't have the money to do that, to yeah. come to the U.S. So he, I guess my mom waited for him technically a year or two. And so then my dad came to the U.S. after her, and they've been together ever since. I think everything that my mom went through has, like I said, made the made her the person that she is. And my dad, too. Like, my dad was a part of that because, like I said, they've known each other since 14, 15. So he saw all her struggles. Even he struggled a lot being here because he didn't have any family here in the U.S. So for him, it was twice as hard. But he, my family back then loved my dad, so they were always, like, yeah, I'll help you. Like, if they would help my mom out, they'd help him out, too. Because I, I guess my dad was very caring. My dad also came from Waral, a city in Peru. Mm -hmm. That's close to Lima. Probably 30 minutes away in a car. My mom uh, grew up there. My dad grew up probably, like, 10 minutes away from Waral. Like, it's called Trebol, which is a little more... Uh, it's not as advanced as Waral, and Waral isn't that advanced either. In El Trebol, there's not roads. Like, everything's just rocks. Yeah, okay. So he's Dirt from roads. there. And I guess when they got here, they... Um, I remember my mom telling me that she had to, like, ride Marta, get up at 5 in the morning, work, like, two full-time jobs at the same time, and my dad, too, because they had to pay back the person that loaned them the money to get here to the U.S. So I feel like all of that made them see, like, dang, like... I had to go through so much and just like it made them stronger and made them more like it also made them strict in a way just because they went through a lot my mom did and their parents in general were strict my dad's parents were very strict my mom's parents were strict and they never wanted someone to hurt me ever so they just for me it's like they made sure I lived like in a fantasy life where like Everything I wanted was given to me. Yeah, they, because of how they grew up, they wanted you to not experience any of that. Yeah. Especially because they're probably hardships and. Yeah. You know, nobody can relate and actually understand what they went through. We can only sort of try to sympathize or envision what yeah. they really went through. But nobody can actually feel the struggles. So that definitely created their um, mental toughness. For and. Sure. You said they were working two jobs, having to pay off that debt. I feel like that's where they really acquired a lot of their financial literacy. Yeah. They really learned how to handle their money. And yeah. I think they've done a pretty good job. I think your dad now has his own business, right? Yeah. So right now, I guess because of all of that, it took some time, but they managed, like I said, to raise their money, um, invest it later on. Right, right now, my dad owns a couple of cars. So he rents that out, too, weekly. Because of all this pandemic going on, I guess things have gone down for him. A little slower. Yeah, for sure. And the house payment, too. I guess people are not really paying them on time monthly, but that's okay. And then there's still, like, my car payment, my apartment payment, apartment rent going on. 
But anyways, um, I think that because of all of that, like I said, they've always given me everything. They've never said no. And like till this day, I, I feel like they do. And I have a little sister named Isabella and my cousin actually, who lives with us too. So we're a family of five right now. My cousin Flavio, he came from, he actually was born here in the US. He went to Peru after the, like six years ago, if I'm not mistaken with his mom. His mom was a single mother here in the US, but after a while she got tired of it, so she left to Peru thinking that she would have a better life. You know, it's not the same and that people don't realize the stress that comes with living in the United States. It's a great country, honestly, yeah. but it's so different when you're here and you go to a different country. They may not be as technologically as advanced as the US, but Sometimes the quality of life is just yeah so much maybe not easier but it's just just a lot more relaxed. People, you can actually you feel like you can breathe. At least that's how I feel when I go to Colombia. That's actually exactly how she felt. That's what she told us. Um, but I guess throughout the years she realized that over there you can't really save money because everybody no. lives there every day, mm -hmm. day by day. And she yeah. kind of was like, "Dang, I could have done that over there." Like, yes, I was like tight on money and. But I could at least save. But in Peru, I can't do the same. She's like having a kid here, and it's like college costs. There's not like hope. There's not many scholarships over there. Like That's you have to difference. be at the top of your class in order to get government help. So yeah, it might be easier. Well, I don't want to say easier. Easier is not the right word. But a little more relaxed living in other countries. But the opportunity and there you go. A lot of people don't. For some reason, really people don't like to give the United States the credit for it, but the opportunity really is here in the United States. For sure. So. Yeah, uh, she came to realize that, I guess, two years after she was in Peru. My cousin used to live with me while he was here in the US, but once he left, I got very like sad. Um, I kept telling my parents to bring him to the US, and at first they were like, Rose, like that's like asking for another child. And right now we're not really capable of providing for one more because there's you and your sister and I'd be patient I'd be like okay I gave it another year I started working at TJ Maxx and I said you know what I'm, I'm starting to make money I can provide for myself for certain things can we at least like consider bringing him I can help out he can also start working with me here at TJ Maxx you only have to be 16 you wouldn't pay for much and finally my dad gave in so now he lives with us and thankfully, he started out with the Hope Scholarship so and FAFSA, so he got money back from college and has saved up money. So yeah, like I said, my parents have also always supported me in many things, and I think sometimes I, I should be given a no, but to them it's like a no is, is like, if it's for my own good, they'll, they'll say yes. Yeah, I, I don't try sure. to take advantage for sure. I notice that everything they do for me is a lot, which is why I feel like right now I'm I'm a student at UGA. I'm a computer science major, so I try to get good grades, show them that I'm actually very grateful for them, and help them in any way that I can. Your parents have definitely done a great job at instilling the right values, and with everything with everything they've gone through, obviously they want to give you everything they never had. And I, I feel like it's wonderful just hearing from where they both started from in Peru. Your mom moving out at 11 years old. And just learning all those lessons and finally coming here. It's just definitely that, that American dream. And when people understand when you come here like that, you have nothing. Except the, the grit, your strength to persevere. And your mom and your dad definitely had in their mind I'm going to succeed because my children are going to be successful and I feel like they definitely instilled those right those values and I know talk to me a little bit about a bit I know I know that your goal and it's it's a very commendable goal. I love it I love to hear it I feel like everybody should have this goal in regards to your success You've always told me that you want to do one thing specifically. Do you know 
You know what I'm referring to? I think so, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Is it about my parents' house? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. So my goal is to, by the time I move out, my plan was to have my parents' house paid off. I feel like that's the least I could do for them. Um, they have, they've never said I want something in return from all of this. They've always said, you know what, like, whatever you do, whatever we give you, we do it because we love you and we don't expect anything back. If you maybe want to do something for us back one day, maybe like just going out to eat with us, that'd be great. I mean, that's not even needed either. But they said that they do everything that they do because they're my parents and they just would always want the best for me. So I feel like just by having the opportunity, if, for example, I want to be a software engineer. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what company yet. I still have a year left to graduate, but I... I feel like it would be definitely possible for me to help them pay for their house and show them in the way that I'm very grateful for everything they've done for me. So you've, you've lived your life, and you're very selfless. I can definitely testify to that. You've lived your life since at a very young age with the mindset of, I'm going to pay my parents off. Yes. I'm going to give them back everything they've given to me. For sure. And that's very commendable, for sure. That's actually a great segue going into how you got into the university. Because I know you're in, you're in college right now, right? And I feel like a lot of people can learn from you, from what you've done from high school into college. Because no, colleges don't really look at middle schools, right? So how was your plan through high school going into college? Because right now you're at UGA, but you didn't start at UGA. Yeah. So I originally in high school, I'm not going to lie... I had a 3.5 GPA. I think I graduated with like a 3.66 around there. Better so, than me. I, I graduated with a 2.79, I think. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, I feel like also, like, I know your parents and my parents, they didn't go to college. So I feel like maybe if we had someone there, role model to like educate us and maybe like say, hey, GPAs are very important. I feel like we didn't. At first, when I saw yeah, GPA, no. I was like, what the heck is a GPA? I, if I didn't go out of my way to actually like look at it and see the importance of it, I feel like I wouldn't have made it to a college, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. I remember getting to my senior year and not even knowing the difference between a major and a minor. See? I was like... like things like that. I asked people, they were like, oh, that's just what you study. And I was like, but that makes no sense to me yeah so nobody would actually explain what exactly. a major and a minor was yeah that's true a lot of people either they do explain it and they don't know what they're talking about and then you're just like huh or they'll just make you like feel i guess dumb about it for not knowing which is exactly which is not okay either but i feel like that's the difference that, and i mean i don't know where your views are on this but when it comes to hispanic communities and we can go into the foreign communities as well but growing up as what are, what are we called? second 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 first generation yeah here in the united states you don't exactly have that backbone or that structure of your grandpa your great grandpa your grandpa your father going to certain colleges certain universities where you can follow in their footsteps we're kind of paving the way and we're doing all of it ourselves yeah Definitely. Throughout, I think my, throughout the whole time I've been in school, I've always had to be that translator with my family. Like, instead of them helping me, I had to help them understand what exactly I was doing in school. Right. On that resume, five, year, five years old, <laughs> legal translator. Right? <laughs> People I feel, can't relate. Yeah. But I feel like there's two routes how you can take this. Many people when they see that like maybe not someone's behind them like telling them hey like you need college or you need this or you need to have a goal in life because there's many parents where they're just like let a child have all the freedom that they want but don't necessarily have goals you could take the route where you're like eh, okay or you could take the route where like no i want to have goals like i want to be successful in some type of way everyone's successful in different ways but my parents more so they're always like you need to go to college you need to go to college but I never realized the importance of the college that I went to. At first, I was like, 
in in high school when I had a three point five GPA, I was like, okay, I have a three point five. That's pretty decent. I can I can get into Georgia State. But I didn't realize, for example, if I'm applying to a job, maybe there's someone from Georgia Tech, right? That's trying yeah. to get the same job that I'm trying to get, and then there's someone from Georgia State. Sometimes I'm not saying all t- always, but sometimes just because they're at Georgia Tech, they might get that opportunity. I'm only saying that just because I recently applied to an internship at OneTrust. And when I was there, you know, the people that were there interviewing with me, all of them were UGA students. And I was Mm. like, "Yeah, UGA, why UGA? So I guess their target was UGA students. That was before you got to UGA. No, that was actually, no, no, that was recent right now. While I've been at UGA. I was like, how come like people from like, I don't know, North Georgia or Georgia Gwinnett college aren't here okay but many people applied like i said but their target was uga people oh yeah uga is prestigious yeah it's a a great school maybe not as great as tech but it's still up there really i feel like i guess maybe uga is just more known for the sports then compared to tech because i haven't heard anything about so uga i think is more known for journalism journalism so people are like majoring in that type of field Georgia tech is more for like engineers Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, because I wasn't... I went to... I remember I went to this... They had this Georgia Tech meeting at in high school and they were like you need a 3.7 GPA and so I was like all happy. I was like, yeah, I have a 3.66. I'll apply. But then they were like, you need a minimum of seven AP classes. I was (laughs) like, AP classes? And I was like, I just took one. And it was just AP Spanish. In high school? Yeah. I didn't know the importance of AP classes up until that meeting, but I was already my senior year. It was way too late. I I couldn't do anything about it. So I felt pretty sad because to my parents, they're like, dang, my my daughter has a 3.6 GPA, but many don't get the difference. They're like, yes, you could have a high GPA, but if you haven't taken many AP classes, you might not be like eligible for certain colleges. So what what are your views on either doing AP or doing dual enrollment where you can take college class in regard like in substitute of a high school class I think personally that it depends the college you want to go to only because at Georgia Tech they actually want AP classes they don't aim for dual enrollment they mm. aim for AP classes but there are many places I think depends like for example if you want to go to the medical field you would probably do dual enrollment only because, I guess, it takes four years of undergrad and then you still have, like, let's say four to five more years left to actually be in the medical field. Yeah, to go to medical school. Yeah. And so it just depends. Right now, I think the governor, Governor Kemp said that only, you can only, in high school, you can only take 30 credit hours of dual enrollment now. It used to be, like, there used to not be a limit, but Kemp said that, like, there's way many, too many people doing it at an early age, like at ninth grade already, and we can't afford to do that because the government pays. Oh, while you're in high school, they pay for your dual enrollment. Gotcha. So they put a limit, so now it's only 30 credit hours. But I just guess it depends on the route that you're trying to go to, like what, ma- what you're trying to major in for that. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. That's definitely nuggets of information in there. For those people who are thinking about going through college and don't exactly have a firm understanding of what college is, that's uh, some good information there for you guys. All right, so now that's high school going in into college. The first college you went into was... North Georgia. North Georgia, right? Yes. I applied there and I got in there. I had, like, a, like I said, a 3.6. My parents thought that was a great school, but like I said, we weren't really informed. My goal, though, was Georgia Tech, transferring to Tech. Tech. But that didn't happen. No, that did not. I applied with a, in college, trying to apply with a college transfer, I applied with like a 3.62, and I did not get in. I was, I remember I was being like very devastated that day because I did not get in, but UGA was my second option, mm-hmm. and I did get into UGA, so... UGA is not bad. Yeah, UGA, UGA is, is not bad at all. UGA is a great school. I love it. I don't... Like apples I'm, to oranges. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everything happens for a reason. So I met, I have amazing friends there. I actually met my boyfriend there too. So he's also a... Uh, he's also a computer science major at UGA. So the only hard part about transferring to UGA from North Georgia was that I had to move out. Hmm. So before that, before I even moved out, I remember always telling my mom, like, I, like, I want to live on my own in college. I want to do all the things. Like, I'll get loans. I don't care. I'll do that. But now that it's a reality, I've realized that life alone is so much harder. Yeah. It's so much harder. I remember I was, like, depressed for, like, the first two weeks at UGA. I wanted to go home. I was like, Mom, I'm ready to drop out of school. Like, I'm just going to go back home and leave all this here. I remember the phone calls. Oh, you, yeah. You I, I remember calling to- you. <laughs> Literally, my first semester, um, I'd text in Chow and I'd be like, I can't do this. Or I'd, I'd cry, <laughs> and I'd be like, can you please come here? And you were always there for me when I needed you, which is really great have someone like you because back then I had no one well I felt like I had many people I guess but yeah but when you're in that zone and you just feel so alone because you just met these people yeah but I mean you really you pulled through like I was telling you just take it day by day focus on your classes make some friends you did say that now how is it now compared to how you started now I do have friends I'm not gonna lie before I'd always focus on just having friends, not necessarily my career and, like, my major. I never really... I cared about school, but I cared only to the point where I'd be like, if I have an, an 80 in the class, I'm great. I'm good. Okay. No more stressing. I was at... When I was at North Georgia, I'd be that typical crazy Hispanic that'd go clubbing every other <laughs> weekend. I did not drink. I did not drink. I'm you not just like to dance. You just like to party. I just like to party. Everybody thought that was so hard to believe because they'd see all my stories that I'd always be like with people drinking and stuff. But no, I did not drink at all. Is there a reason you don't drink? Oh, I think because my parents... They didn't want to. Yeah, my parents never made drinking seem like it was okay. Mm. Every time I was with them, they'd be like, no, drinking is bad. So as I grew up, drinking was never a great thing or a normal thing. So, even till this day, I'm not, like, I'm not an expert on drinks. Like, if you tell me, hey, let's, what do you want to buy today? Like, you want to get this or this from the liquor store? I'd be like, oh, I don't know, just get anything. It's anything. It's just, yeah. like, completely foreign. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, that was Party Rose. Party Rose in North Georgia. Yeah. UG, how's UGA Rose now? Right now, like I said, after I talked to you, I guess, my first semester at UGA, which was last year, in 2019 of August to December, I, it was pretty rough. You saw me. Yeah. It was so rough. Like, I was all into school. I'd wake up at 5 in the morning every day. I'd go to bed by, like, 10. I was tired. I'd worked twice as hard as I did at North Georgia. At UGA, I had no time to think about clubbing. I had no time to think about, like having friends and just going out to eat all the time is not like that at all i did not work well i did work i still worked at tj maxx because my parents did make me come home every weekend so last year i did come home every weekend i worked at tj maxx once every two weeks but life there was so much harder and i was like dang like i need to step up my game or i'm gonna fall behind was it harder because the uga is just a lot more workload i i think so yeah for sure and they did warn me like the advisors are be like many transfer students uh, struggle their first semester don't take many classes because you could be one of them your gpa is going to go down and all this stuff did it go down actually yes my first semester it did go down i had a coming in i had like a 3.6 GPA and then once that semester went by I went down to a 3.43 but thankfully after that semester after having a rough first semester I was I was like all right Rose you need to stop like your mom and dad work my dad works like almost like 60 hours a week he's a taxi driver your mom's over here cleaning houses like look where you live at look at the car you have look at everything they've ever given you and just because your first semester is going whack does not mean you need to, like, put Throw your head away. down. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, and I was like, if my mom can do it, if my mom can clean other people's houses, if my mom can wake up at 5, if my mom can take my sister to school, bring her back, focus on having three kids, 
cooking and doing all that, why can't I just, like, at least give her A's and B's at UGA? So I had that mentality right after I was, like, sad and depressed. I, this, sem- this semester, I actually did a lot better. I, I got all A's, except I got an A-. minus. Oh, what's that? An A-? minus. Yeah. So basically, at UGA, not all colleges do this, but at UGA, they have, like, from a 90 to a 93, it's an A-. A-. Minus. Oh, okay. Anything Still an a. higher. Yeah. But the sad part is that I got an A- minus in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. And I thought but, she loved me. But it's different when, you know, speaking Spanish and yeah. learning Spanish is completely different. I agree. For sure. I was very surprised. I was so sad. I was so upset at myself and I told my friends I was just so sad that day. Like, I even cried. But my parents were like, dang, Rose, like, you got all A's. Still an A. <laughs> and this is actually the first semester I've ever gotten all A's. That's awesome. Before. That's hell of a comeback yeah especially because the first semester i was drowning first semester i told my parents i'm getting d's i'm gonna i'm barely gonna pass the class like (laughs) d's get degrees (laughs) yeah a lot of friends were like it's okay rose like you got this you've got this and i was just like i said if i didn't have you there my first like month or two months i'd probably like would have left school because many times i remember i would i you'd be like Rose, I'm not in college. I don't know. And I'd be like, it's okay. Yes, you do. I'd be like, yes, you do. You know, and I don't. And it was one time I went over and helped you with an essay. And yes. thankfully, thank, I, don't, I don't know, you just got lucky. But I actually knew some info about the essay you were writing about. Yeah. That one. It was no, um, yeah. the Odyssey. Yes, it and was I'm the Odyssey. big on Greek mythology, so. Yeah, that's right. And I remember you came at, I think I called you at like midnight. And you came at like five in the morning or six. Yeah. You are driving up here and you didn't get here till seven. And I was just... Very grateful for that. Like I said, you helped me a lot. My, I think my two months there. And then I, I met my boyfriend and he actually tutored me. He started out as a tutor for me. And then little by little, he helped me out because then I was struggling more with CS. So I guess you gave me the confidence to keep going with uh, my essays. And then I think on my third essay, I no, I no longer like... Talk. freaked out yeah freaked out because i was like all right you calm me down like i remember the first essay you you were there like listening and guiding me through the second essay you made me feel a little more confident because like you'd get my ideas going and then i just started writing away yeah i remember that yeah so that happened a lot so i was like okay i need to calm down i need to breathe and i was like santiago's not gonna be here my whole life to keep <laughs> like making sure my essays are on point so yeah and then i like i i my GPA did drop, but it's okay. I learned from that. Learn from your mistakes. Life, yeah. we can't be perfect throughout life. We are. We always have to learn. There's learning curves, right? Yes. And yes. like the saying, we fall forwards. If we, yeah. we, you can never fail unless you give up. So, if yeah. you fall, you're still going in the, in the right direction, going forward. Agree. So, no. I know it was tough, you know, having to leave your parents for a semester and just new experiences, new surroundings. How was your relationship with your parents throughout um, that? Um, throughout that? How, you know, I'm sure they helped you a lot, you know, just trying to support you. For sure. They'd be like, it's okay, Rose. Like, take a break. Every time I'd call them crying, you know what they said? They'd say, take a nap. <laughs> I'd be like, take a nap. I'm losing time and what I need is time. They'd be like, no, Rose, just take a nap. Take a nice shower. Duermete. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was like, I felt like a little girl. And they were like, it's okay, Rose. Like, just work on it tomorrow or get a tutor. They actually got me a private tutor. Okay. They did. They got me a private tutor. They, we, I, I had to see him twice a week for my first semester. He helped a lot. But then he stopped tutoring towards the end. So then I was kind of on my own. But my boyfriend then tutored me, and he helped me out a lot. But my parents were... Our relationship, I guess, got... It got, it got even stronger. I'm not going to lie. It did get stronger just because I realized that before my mom made home-cooked meals every day, Monday through Friday, and I'd be like, Mom, stop making this food. Like, let's go out to eat. But now that I was away for a couple of months, I was like, Mom, no, please cook. And I'd always, like, I'd go home on the weekends, and the weekends she doesn't cook. So yeah. I'd be like, please cook for so now me. She, like, now she cooks on the weekends for you. Yeah, she did. But then this semester came, and now with this pandemic going on that I had to go back home, my mom cooks every day, and she'd always be like, 
um, oh yeah, I forgot, you don't like that plate that I used to make, so I'm not going to make it. And I'd be like, no, mom, it's okay. Now I like everything you make. <laughs> so, like, make anything. We shouldn't be picky because, like I said, I left one day and I had none of that. Yeah. And I was, like, so sad. And, and just depressed. have a deeper appreciation for your yeah. parents and for your mom specifically. Yeah, for sure. So, because of that, I feel like our relationship did get stronger. But, not going to lie, living with them right now... After I've been gone for, like, a couple of months, I've, I've, I think I've changed personally a lot. I like to get up early. I, I like to not maybe, like, go to the gym, but I do like to, like, exercise or, like, I guess run every now and then. I like to eat lunch at a certain time. I like to eat dinner at, like, 6 because I'd always eat over there at 6. But now with my family, it's like we all eat, we all eat breakfast together. We all eat lunch together. We all eat dinner together. We all have to eat at a certain time, so I can't eat lunch when i want to just because my mom won't make the food until like three or four yeah so everything's just thrown off i'm doing online classes right now for summer so my house is loud typical hispanic household i guess of course it's just loud my sister's eight my cousin's in college and my mom's there and our house isn't that big either we live in duluth so all of that got me like, okay, mom, I really want to go back to college now. I'm yeah, like, I mean, you go from being having that independence yeah. and forming your own routines to being shoved back into basically your parents' routine. Yeah. And although we love them, we grow a deeper appreciation. We still get our own our own flow going, and eventually everybody has to spread their wings and fly. Yeah. So once you do, being forced to stay in the nest one more time. <laughs> Definitely makes it, you know, for some clashing. Yes, definitely been some clashing. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, but I think I just think very different from them in some ways. I oh, yeah, do. we get it. I get that, I get that. Um, Cooking-wise, I know you've, you've mentioned that you're trying to learn your, your mom. You know, trying to learn a little bit more yeah. from your mom and her cooking so you can take it with you. I have. That that was the goal this summer. I tried. I always... <laughs> no longer. It's just... I, it's not as easy as it looks. How she does it. It's like... I'm like, how do you know you need that amount of... She goes, you just need to, like, taste it, put it in. And I'd be like... eyeball it. They just... I'd be like... My dad's the same way. How, like... Don't you need half a cup? Why don't you measure these things so I can write them down? She's like, no, Rose. That's not how I cook. And I'd be like... Well, then I'm never gonna learn. She's like, you just kind of just put it in there and you should know. And I'd be like, I don't... <laughs> You know, that trial, that experience. So she's cooking through her ancestors. <laughs> yeah. But as, I guess, you know, you just have to just do it. Yeah. You know? That's, a, that's just, what she says. Just do it. And then if it comes out bad, well, now you know what not to do. Yeah. Only thing, though, when it does come out bad, she'll be like, Rose, you should have added more of this. You should have added more of that. And then I'd be like, all right, I'll just let you um, do it then. Yeah, she'll critique you. Yeah. But, you know. Once you you were doing some cooking over there at UGA, right? Yeah, I was. I was. I was making some Peruvian plates, and that went okay, I think. Well, now you got a better understanding, so now you can take yeah. it a little more and experiment on your own. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Awesome, awesome. Okay. So, now we're towards the end of college, the university experience, right? You have one more year? Yes, I have one more year. One more year or semester? Two semesters? Two more semesters. Two more semesters. And you got some internships internships coming up? Yes. So, well, actually, the internship I had coming up, I was going to intern for Macy's Technology. Mm. But unfortunately, they called me a few weeks ago and they said it was canceled because of... COVID. Yeah, because of COVID. So now I have to... And, I, and that's a requirement for me to graduate. So I can't requ- I can't graduate until I have that internship experience okay so is there a length on how long you have to be an internship or you just need to intern for a little bit before you graduate it needs to be at least for like i guess a summer semester mm-hmm. okay so next summer i'm gonna have to have an internship you so, can't intern while you're in school or is that just too much work i don't think i can only because i can do a co-op i guess i could but a lot of classes require me be there huh. So a lot of clubs are like full time. They won't really work around the school schedule. Okay. Do you have a a dream company you like to work with? Look work for? Honestly, I don't. 
No. I don't have a dream come true. Haven't thought about it? No, I don't want to look too far yet. I don't want to jinx myself. No. Ah. No, get it. Okay. All right, so maybe let's not say dream company. What are some of the best companies you'd like to work for? I've noticed Microsoft is moving into Atlanta. I think oh, so really? is Facebook. Yeah, I just read that. So I'm actually I'm trying to stay in state for sure. I know a lot of people go out of state to work. Yeah, for the big companies. I've, yeah, but hey, Atlanta's a hub. Atlanta's growing. Yeah, Atlanta is definitely growing. So maybe look in maybe look into Microsoft. Microsoft, they come to Atlanta. Yeah, for sure. And then Facebook, that's just, I feel like that's just for Georgia Tech people. So yeah. I'm just going to leave that there for them. Hey, but Microsoft, you got that Bill Gates connect. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's cool. If you stay, if you stay here, you know, go out, um, we'll be able to hang out more. So yeah. I'm happy about that. But that's, you know, selfishly, um, I keep my friend around. But you also, <laughs> you know, you get to hang out with your parents and visit them more. Yeah. If you're, if you're here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my parents are stuck with the you won't leave until you get married type of thing. So I'm just like, oh, God. Sean? Uh. Sean? Where, where's the <laughs> ring, my guy? We need it. We're actually going to have Sean um, on the podcast um, sometime. we got to figure that out, right? Yes, we will figure that out. That's exciting. We'll yeah, hear nice his story. story. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get get to see on his side how they met. Yeah. That would be fun. Ooh, what a nice parallel. Okay, so looking forward, right? What would be some dreams and aspirations you have just for the future? What are you looking forward like towards to? Um, I think it would be well, I do want to be a software engineer, but the long term goal is like being a a project manager um for those of us who don't know because i'm not going to pretend that i do what's the difference like what is a software engineer and then what is you said project manager yeah yeah like so normally in order you don't have to okay so first a software engineer is basically the people that program and they write the code for you so behind a lot of websites there's a lot of code behind it there's a lot of like html javascript and there's also as to like I guess the code basically tells the computer what to do in a certain language. So you have okay. just how like there's English and Spanish and how we communicate like that. We can communicate with computers through a language, which is an example would be like Java or Python. So basically telling the computer what to do, making it work. When you click a button, it does this. So you basically tell the computer, hey, when someone clicks on go search like search up this or it just it helps people well i guess it helps not only people it helps like just us interacting with the computer better so that's basically what a software engineer does uh there's back end and there's front end there's full stack people who work with more in depth i guess some people just work on like web development which is just making the websites yeah. And other people focus more on like on the back end on how it works, how it actually functions, the programming. There's there's a lot to to programming. Yeah, there's and, a lot. And coding. Right? Yeah. There's a lot to that. And then a project manager, I guess, it's more having it's more like having many software engineers, you tell them like, Hey, I want you to do this for me. Okay. And they kinda of present it to other companies and they're the ones that present it. But also if there's a problem with their code, you should the project managers should know. You know to how fix to fix it. it. Yeah. So they, you basically you oversee it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Would that make you like? Are you the? So the project manager oversees it all, and they they're basically in charge. So they're all the responsibility falls on them. Yes. Okay. So that's why they're, I guess, more they'll get in trouble if something goes wrong. Not the soft, not the software engineer, but the I forgot his name. The project manager. Project manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So you, you'd want to be a project manager. Yeah. That would be the goal. I'm trying to go to... I'm not sure where, but I'm also trying to get my master's in like uh, business, my MBA. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do that. 
but that costs a lot of money, so I'll see that later on. Hopefully, the company I work for later on can pay for that instead of me paying. Microsoft, big bucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft, big bucks. Okay. Um, would you, you want to go into how maybe you see your life maybe outside of, outside of work in the future? I imagine myself living in Johns Creek with my family of four. Family of four? Maybe a dog, like a German Shepherd or something. German, is that your favorite dog? I like German. They're pretty smart. I think I've liked them. They're I, super intelligent. Right? Yeah. And they're so cute. I love them. But they do shed a lot. They do. Which is not good, but it's fine. I'll live with it. I mean, if you take care of them, they, um, like, the grooming aspect. Yeah. They, the, it cuts it down. You know, you won't yeah. see hair everywhere. You just got to be okay with a little bit of hair. Just a little yeah. bit. So I see myself out, family for with a dog, living in Johns Creek, maybe not Johns Creek, just being close to my family, having family events. I feel like I'm a very family-oriented person, so I, I wouldn't be able to like just leave the state or yeah, for sure. leave my parents, for sure. So Family for you, husband, son-daughter, daughter-son, daughter-daughter, son-son? Um, I feel like a daughter and a son. Yeah? Yeah. Which one first? Probably a son, just because I feel like if I have a daughter, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> I'm going to be, like, overprotective. I'm trying her down. I don't know. Like, so give that responsibility to the son a little bit. Yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah. But so like, I can have someone there to keep an eye on the her. Older brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for, you know, doing this. This is a little project that I'm doing, and... Just hearing people's stories, and it's so funny because we've been friends for so long, but we've never, like, I've never heard all of these stories. Yeah. And it's crazy how much you don't actually hear from people. And that's what I'm saying. Everybody has a story, and you just got to be willing to listen to them. So this, I mean, I love this. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. First, I was very nervous, but everything went well, I hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So just to close it out, because um, just like I did with Carrie last time, some advice for, and it could be anything, for the people listening, what would you tell them or like to? Probably to never give up on something, no matter how hard things may get. There's always, I guess, the light at the end of a tunnel, that for sure. If you give up, I feel like you won't, you'd always, you'll always be like questioning like, dang, what if I didn't? What if I kept going? What would have happened? Don't let that what would have happened like actually be there. Like do it and then see from there. Yeah, don't let that. It's better to live with it didn't work out, but I tried my best yeah. to the regret of what if. Yeah, I that's agree. It's awesome. You know, Carrie said something similar, so you guys heard it. You know, it's, it's going around. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep fighting. From whatever you're doing, if it's hard, if it's tough, just keep at it. Cause you never know what could happen. Yeah, there's always probably someone out there that has it twice as hard as you do. So, Alright, thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.